Hi, this is Vanessa Mota from My Dominican Kitchen, and you're listening to the eBlog Talk Podcast. Hey, food bloggers, are you ready to accomplish your 2023 goals faster than you ever thought possible? If you are nodding your head yes right now, the eBlog Talk Mastermind program might be a great fit for you. We are now accepting applications for 2023, and I will let you in on a little secret. If you sign up before the end of November 2022, you can lock in at the current pricing. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash mastermind for more information and to apply. Here is current mastermind member Kim from kickassbaker.com talking about one of the biggest benefits she has received from being inside the group. And I think just that transparency and willingness to be open and sharing for the pure benefit of somebody else's success has been a big surprise to me. For me, I that's a big part of like who I am too, is I'm very much interested in helping other people succeed, but it's been like very equal, you know, like there's just a very equal amount of giving and taking, sharing and sharing and sharing for other success. And other people are so willing to share what has worked for them purely to help other people succeed. Hey, food bloggers, welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and competence that will move the needle forward in their businesses. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 371. I have Vanessa Mota with me today, and she's going to talk to us about how niching down the focus of your blog can actually increase traffic and income. Vanessa is an award-winning food photographer and nationally recognized content creator. Her love for food led her to create My Dominican Kitchen, a bilingual platform for traditional Dominican recipes and Latin-inspired meals for home cooks as a way to preserve her family's recipes and share with the world the flavors of La Comida Criolla. Thank you for being here. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to chat today about niching down. We would love to hear if you have a fun fact to share, though, first. Yes. Uh, So my fun fact is that I started my blog in college 11 years ago as a school project without really fully understanding what a blog was or how it worked. And it's just grown since then to the point now where it's my business and it supports my entire family. Oh, I love that. And we'll get into more about where you started. So why don't we just start there? Like, how did your focus start? Where was your blog focus to begin with? And how has that transpired over time to get to the point where you're really interested in niching down? Yes. So when I started, it was nothing like what it looks like now. <laughs> it, it was, as I mentioned, a school project. And I it was named Smart Little Cookie. It was a play on words, and I was basically just sharing everything about my day-to-day life as a college student and and a mom, just going about life (laughs) Uh, very inconsistently, I must add, and and not really with any focus at all. In 2014, I started, I got more intentional, and I, I had fallen in love with food blogging, so I decided in 2014 to focus my blog and just sharing recipes. And in the beginning, I was sharing just general recipes, you know, Latin inspired with a focus on, on Latin food, because it's what I know and what I enjoy eating. In 2020, I started really focusing on the idea about niching down further. 
And that is what the conversation for today is. And that's when I decided to uh, rebrand to my Dominican kitchen and focus my blog mostly on Dominican food. Okay. So from Latin food, Latin inspired food, which is where you started, Dominican food is your niche. Yes. Currently. Okay. And how has that gone for you? Do you feel like since you niched down in 2020, do you feel like you've gotten more traction, traffic, all of the good things that we all want? Oh, yes, definitely. I think that when you are able to niche down and and create a very specific focus for for your blog or or your website and the content you create, everything becomes more clear for yourself, but also for your readers and everyone who interacts with your content. Since I rebranded, my my new website rebrand was actually launched in 2021. So that was about a year and a half ago. Since then, my, my blog has just increased substantially in traffic and also income. And, and also, it, it has created a stronger connection with my readers. Mm. Yeah, that's something that it's not necessarily measurable, like it doesn't appear in our statistics, but that's something that's very important as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have some benefits of niching down. So others can be inspired by this because I know there are a lot of blogs out there that are really broad, like mine. I cover so many different recipe types. I really don't have like a niche, a really like focused niche. And I know a lot of people are in the same boat and we all consider this at times to find just a really specific niche. So what are the three things that you feel like we should focus on to increase traffic and income? I know you have three things to talk through. Yes. So for me, I I believe the most important thing that you need to focus on first is your reader, right? You know, who is this person, this ideal reader that you want to reach? What do they like? What do they need? What are they struggling with? What are you providing for them, right? You know, the second thing is like, how are you helping them? You need to focus on that, answering, you know, or creating content around the idea of understanding and knowing who your reader reader is. How how do you help them? What do you provide for them that is going to make their lives easier or solve a problem for them? And then the third thing for me, once you know your reader and, you know, and you understand how you're helping them. Creating a, a content strategy that is focused on SEO, because SEO is really what's going to help the reader find you. Okay. Yeah. So how do you, I think it's really easy to figure out like who they are. We've all, most of us have gone through that process of figuring that out and how are you helping? But talk us through how you personally have created a content strategy that is SEO focused. So once you have niched down and you understand what is the content that you should be creating, right? Like, or, or who is the person that you're creating the content for? You are going to start coming up with ideas of, you know, how do I serve this person? What do I feel is that they need? And a few ways that I do that is first to think about, you know, what I think they need, but then also asking. A lot of us, you know, once you have been blogging for a little bit, you already have some readers, hopefully some subscribers and followers. Ask them. You can ask, you know, what do you like to, what do you like, you know, to see from me? Or what are you struggling with right now? Or what would you like me to share? And you'll be surprised about 
you know, the responses that you get. Sometimes you're going to get responses that are not necessarily going to be what you thought you should be focusing on. And then really craft your strategy or build your strategy around that, around those answers that you get and take into consideration other things as well. Like, you know, what is the top content on your site and what do they have in common? What what are the top content on your social media and what do they have in common? And then, you know, create content that support those pieces of content as well. And that can help you build a strong list. And then once you have that list, then you go and you use a keyword research tool and search it up, look it up, use Google, see what people, you know, are already sharing with that topic in mind. You know, what are people asking online? You know, I, I try to search mostly rather than just looking at a keyword based on, you know, keyword volume and difficulty and these type of things. I like to think about it like, you know, am I answering a specific question? Right. And yeah. is, is my answer going to add something and be helpful? And if the answer is yes, definitely then write content around that. Even if you don't, if you don't feel that a lot of people are searching for it, you might be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, and sometimes the simplest question is the one that's going to drive the most results for you. Or in our case, so like the true, simplest yeah. recipe, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> is the one that's going to drive the most results for you. So don't, you know, don't doubt it or don't think that it's too small or that maybe somebody else has already done it. Just do it, do it your way and try to provide the most information and the most benefit possible. And then, you know, that will really connect with your audience and the reader. And it, sometimes, you know, yes, other people might be doing the same things, but they are not going to do it like you do it. And maybe your reader wants you to be the one to tell them and not someone else, right? Because you are building, you're trying to build that trust with your reader where if you do it correctly, they'll come to you for for the things that you share. That was very well said. I love what you just said because think about when we search for things on Google and how we may get results that are the same answer. Like maybe it's how to cut a pineapple or something. And we pick which one, which link we click on based on who we know and how we like that information delivered, right? It's yes. not necessarily the information, it's the person delivering it, the brand delivering it. So thinking through how we are as users and how other people perceive us when we're when they're our users. And then I love your strategy about just asking the people, asking your users what they like and what they want and basing a content strategy around that. That is super smart. Yes. And also it is very helpful in niching down. Like if you are a person that, you know, you you want to niche down your the focus of, of your blog, but you don't necessarily know really well how to do it or what will be the best approach or how to decide how how to niche down or or in which direction you should do it. Asking your audience is always the best option. And it's how I did it and how I knew that that was the right step for me. Because I did a survey where I asked my readers, what are you struggling with? What, you know, what is it from the content that I share that you, that you like? What would you like to see more from me? 
And about 75% of people who responded to my survey, really, the answers were basically Dominican recipes, Dominican food. We want to see more Dominican recipes. And they'll ask for very specific recipes, right, which already is helping me add to my content strategy. And that's usually the best way because, obviously, there's something about that that's resonating with the people that read my blog and the people that follow me. So if they're asking me for it, maybe that's the direction that I should go, right? And that's the best way to to guide yourself, to serve that person that's receiving your content. Yeah, that's really smart. I haven't done that in a while. Just a simple act of reaching out and asking people, what do you want right. from me? And then taking it from there. It's really a very simple strategy and very effective. If somebody's listening, Vanessa, and they're in a boat where they're like, serving a large number of people, they're covering a large array of topics, and they really want to start niching down, how do you recommend that they start and do this in a really effective way? Mm -hmm. So first, like I said, serve your audience, ask them, and they'll tell you what they want you to share. Usually they will tell you something in regards or, or like in relation to something that you have already shared before. And then taking those answers and reviewing it, kind of like comparing and seeing what, what those answers are, but also reviewing your top content and seeing what, what they have in common. And when I say your top content, I don't mean just your blog, but also on social media, right? What, which is the content that people are engaging with the most. And, and just analyze that and see what all of that has in common, right? And start deducting from there to find that niche and then ask yourself, you know, what is it that comes natural to me and find and find what's common in, in that, right? How can you integrate that? And then weight everything against your why. Why are you doing this? And find the common ground on all of those aspects. And then that's going to really help you understand the audience that you're serving and the and the content that you're sharing. For example, like for me, you know, I started noticing that my type, my top content on my website were Dominican recipes. I started also noticing that on social media, most of my posts with the most engagement were traditional Dominican recipes. And whenever I asked my audience what they wanted to see, the answer was always the same, right? And then when I sat down to really weigh on it and, and think about all of that, and what I wanted to do, of course, like it's going to resonate more with my audience because, you know, I am, you know, Dominican and it comes more natural to me to be able to share those recipes. But also the whole reason why I started my blog was because I wanted to share recipes as I learned to cook because I, I learned how to cook at an, at an older age. I, I was already married and, and pregnant with my daughter. And the reason why I started sharing my recipes is because I had a hard time getting the recipes from my family members because in in our culture is is you know it's it's not common for people to write recipes. Mm-hmm. And when they when you ask them and, and they tell you how to make a recipe, literally they're telling you, oh you add a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> You know, you're like, wait, 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 how much is that? Come on. (laughs) For someone that knows nothing about cooking, that's really hard to figure that out, right? And it takes a lot of trial and error. Hey, food bloggers, let's chat about Rank IQ quick. If you are looking for a way to give your Q1 content a fast traffic boost, I think we're all looking for that. Let's do it. 
Try this easy strategy. Pick a post or a category that typically performs well for you in Q1. Go to rankiq.com and type that topic into the keyword research library. Now sort from the lowest to highest competition and scroll through the keyword options and see if anything aligns with your expertise and your content. From this list, choose one informational topic to write about and one roundup to put together. Publish both within a few days of each other, interlink it all, and watch the magic unfold. Go to rankiq.com to sign up and check it out for yourself. I wish you the best Q1 ever. Now back to the episode. So I started my blog as a way to preserve my family's recipes, but also help the, the next generation who might be going through the same uh, or, or will be going through the same issue that I went in trying to make the recipes that I grew up eating. So understanding my, you know, my why and why I started, you know, my blog in the first place and asking my audience and weighing my top content and all of that stuff, that made it really easy for me, Right. And I am aware that it might not be as easy for other people, but I truly believe that once you sit down and you analyze everything, right, as a whole and together and try to find the common space, you can definitely find something that everything, uh, where everything fits, right? And that will give you the direction that you need to be able to niche down effectively. I'm picturing one of those diagrams where they have like circles that kind of overlap in the center and you have like a circle for what is your strength and areas of focus and then what are your people asking you for and then what are your analytics saying and then you kind of get to the center where there's like common threads in the overlap and then you can kind of choose that way. So you talked through that really well. I think that was super helpful. Now you talked about creating a content strategy around what people's feedback is and also doing SEO research on that. Do you have any other tips for creating content strategy beyond those things? Yes. I will say it's important that you assess your competition. See what they're doing, you know, what type of content they're sharing. And I mean this not in the sense of go copy your competition because you don't want to do that. But you know, you want to you want to see what they're doing and what is working for them. And you know kind of like ask yourself, you know, will something like that be helpful for for my audience and how would I do it? Or how do I, you know, what is my approach to this issue from that point of view and then add to your content strategy from there. Okay. I think that is a well-rounded plan. And then how have you done since you started niching down, Vanessa, with just revenue? And how do you recommend that people use their niche to kind of guide their their own monetization strategy? Yeah. So that's a very interesting aspect, right? Because we, of course, like we, we want to niche down because we want to focus on our audience and, and be able to provide more specific content and, and help. But the way that niching down will affect also how you monetize is fantastic. Because once you have a very specific focus, right, your content is going to be more clear, but so also who your reader is and, you know, who, who are these people that you are bringing in into your network, right, and, and your community. And with that is going to not only increase your traffic so that you can get higher ads pay from ad networks, but it's going to open doors to um, better and more aligned partnerships 
you know, whether it is with brands, you know, that want to reach, you know, the audience, the specific audience that you have access to. And depending on your niche, you might be able to ask for more money if your niche is very specific. You can also build, you know, long-term relationships with brands and partners because, you know, you already have access to the audience, this very specific audience that they want to that they that they want to have their product in front of. You know, a lot of other things can come up. Um, for example, for me, I was able once I did my uh, rebrand, I was able to secure a cookbook deal. Now I will have a cookbook now launching in April 2023, which might not have been as easy or or an option, you know, before. But I think that having a very clear focus really opened that door for me where it was very clear that this is what I do. This is who I am, who I am. And this is the type of content that I share. And my cookbook is going to be the only Dominican cookbook in the market currently, which feels, yeah, it feels a whole, like a, a big gap, but it was easier for me to be able to, to sell that offer to a publishing company because I, I could speak directly from experience and and from having my blog and from from sharing what I do and for having built my audience that looks for this, you know, specific recipes, right? And also you can, in so many ways, you can monetize, right? Like you can can promote very specific affiliate products that serve the specific audience that you reach because of your niche. You can create other types of products that you can sell, like very specific ebooks that solve a a problem for that audience right but the way that i see it is like so many opportunities can come about when you focus on your on your reader right and that's going to come with with your niche right because if you are serving this specific niche there is very specific audience and once i understand who they are and what they need then i know what i can create and how I can help them. And, you know, promoting certain affiliate products can be a way of helping if they are looking for something that they might not be aware of that you do that can help them solve a problem or creating a product, uh, uh, an ebook, a product that you can sell on your platform that's going to help them in a very specific way because you already know what they need. And that's going to help you sell easier because you are selling to, to, you know, to that specific audience. You're, you know exactly what your focus is as opposed to just trying to dig into a bunch of little things. That's how I see just having more of a general audience. You're like, oh, maybe this will work. Plucking things out of a million different places versus just knowing exactly what your products are, exactly what affiliates you're aligned with, et cetera. Exactly. So this can be kind of scary, I feel like, niching down because we tend to feel like, we are going to miss out on mm-hmm. people and traffic and like money. It seems like the more you get focused, the more you miss out on. But I think what you're saying is the opposite is actually true, right? Right. Because when when you try to get a hold of too much, you I think you end up missing a lot more. In Spanish, there's this saying that says, el que mucho abarca poco aprieta, which literally translates to the one that wants to, you know, grab too much won't be able to hold on to to Uh a lot right 
So you want to be able to, you know, really focus and not want to like have it all, but be very specific about what I, what I want to really have. Right. And, and in that end, you will end up with more. And I'm not sure if I'm explaining that correctly. No, that was, yeah, I love that there's a saying for it in Spanish that (laughs) is meaningful, right? Right, exactly. And it makes all the sense. I think that when, when you're able to focus, you know, on, on what it is that you do and what it is that you share, you're going to appeal to that specific audience where you might be able to capture a bigger audience that's more specific rather than if you try to capture everyone. Because then when you try to capture everyone, people might not really understand what you're about because you're, you're going to try to be all over the place. And I think in this space, right, in, in what we do, the goal is really to build a community of loyal readers. You don't want to just put a bunch of content out trying to have it stick to as many people, like as many people around every topic as possible. What you want to do is, even if you know you feel it's a smaller group of people that you're trying to reach, the goal should always be that you know whatever it is that you share, that they trust it enough to always come back to you. And when you build a, a loyal community, they'll continue to come back for what you have to share and what you have to sell and what you have to offer. And they're more willing and open to buy from you than someone who finds your content once because they search for something at some point and your post came up and never come back to your site. Yeah, right. No, this is a compelling argument. And I think with the the competition in our space, I shouldn't say competition, like the saturation in our space right now, there are more food bloggers than ever, ever, ever by like so many. There are there's a lot of people doing what we do. So we have to set ourselves apart. So I think this is a really good opportunity for all of us or not all of us, some of us to niche down and find those things that, you know, align with our people and align with us and everything that you were talking about. So this is great. Is there anything that you want to mention about niching down before we start saying goodbye, Vanessa? Yeah. So I know that sometimes like it can be overwhelming because you, you know, you want to make sure that you get it right. Right. And, and like you mentioned before, you, you know, sometimes we feel afraid that we, might be missing out on on other things. But if there's one advice that I can give anyone in this space is if they have the possibility to focus on their niche, to do it because it's going to be worthwhile. All right. Well, you heard it from Vanessa. It's worth considering. And she made some amazing points here. So thank you so much, Vanessa. This was really valuable and so fun to connect with you today. Thank you so much. I, I enjoyed this talk. Same. Do you have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration to leave us with today? Yes. So it's another quote in Spanish and I'll translate it, but it's one that has been incredibly helpful for me and that I use, I live by in all aspects of my life, including my my business and, and blogging. And it's, it's a quote that goes, fluir sin forzar, which means to flow without forcing. When things come natural, you can just create, let things flow, and they they will take you to where you need to be. You don't need to force anything. Don't try to force anything in life. Not your content, not what you share, anything that you go through life. Just let it, you know, create it with love, let it flow, and don't force it. 
that is a motto to absolutely live by, not just with our food blogs, but like you said, with everything in life. If we could just do that more, I think we'd all be so much happier, right? Yes. Life feels so much easier when you don't try to force anything. Oh my goodness. That is so true. I love that so much. Thank you. We'll put together a show notes page for you, Vanessa. If anyone wants to go look at that, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash my Dominican kitchen. Tell everyone where they can find you online and social media. And then I know you have a cookbook coming out. So tell us the name of that so we can keep our eyes peeled for that too. Yes. So my blog is mydominicankitchen.com. On Instagram, I am at my.dominican.kitchen. So everyone can find me there. My cookbook is coming out soon. It's still in production. Depending on when this packets air, it might already be available for pre-order. So if anyone wants more information or wants to order a copy, it's going to be called The Dominican Kitchen. And you can find the information on mydominicankitchen.com. Great. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa, for your time. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. Please share this episode with a friend who would benefit from tuning in. I will see you next time.